listen to them. Children of the internet, what sweet podcast they make. Welcome to Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. <laughs> I'm Sam. Go, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't do the voice. I'm Ash. I'm sorry. Do I say? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure I don't say it yet. You can't. This is our guest this week, Brie Paulson, vampire expert. <laughs> Welcome, Brie. Hello. So this is this is our Halloween episode, isn't it? <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> boy, boy, boy. This episode will be very spoopy. <laughs> Did you say swoopy? Spoopy. 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 You don't know spoopy? spoopy. <laughs> no, I don't know spoopy. Spoopy and creepy. <laughs> That's a new word. Spoopy is like my favorite word. Okay. It's friendly spooky. Wow. Okay, welcome to Hipster that Halloween. Much defines, you know, Nick on a daily basis, friendly spooky. <laughs> <laughs> What was that thing on 30 Rock, the uh, werewolf bar mitzvah? No, yeah. that thing gets stuck in my head. Werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> Spooky, scary. Boys becoming men. Men, men become wolves. <laughs> and, oh, God. Uh, Donald Glover does the little bits in between. I think Donald Glover he wrote does? the song. Makes, yeah, he, I mean, he was on the show. So. Yeah, was, like, I don't staff remember that. At that time. He, was a, he was a writer. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I do not remember seeing him. You said, no, he, no, he, he appears is. in some of the episodes. You're like, hey! Like, and he's like a two baby. episodes, yeah. Oh my God. And I he's just go sort of like, watch it. like a one-off, right? Like, Yeah, he's, he's like a PA or whatever mm-hmm. in the background. But he was staff writer for a few years, and then Community pulled him off. God, that guy has mm-hmm. infinite talent. That's genius. Oh, you gotta get the boy. He just won two Emmys. Your boy won those Emmys. Yeah. He deserves them. It's coming. It's coming. But this is not the Donald Glover podcast. No. <laughs> this is the Dracula podcast. Blah. So we're watching what what I call <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, but that's what, I, what I've been calling it. Yeah, it's called Bram Stoker's Dracula, but all Draculas are Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula. This is unique because it's Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, which is an interesting formula. Um, and that's why we've got Brie with us because Brie is our vampire expert. Yeah. She's the creator of Patrick the Vampire. We it's a uh, webcomic. Web webcomic on Tumblr? Yes. Should. It's been around for a while now. Yeah, it just celebrated its four year anniversary. Wow, congrats. I've been drawing it for a long time. And I'm gonna keep on drawing you it seem for a long time. Distressed about that. I mean, once you read it, it's you're like, oh, this is funny, silly. Oh, Oh no! Why? Oh. Why is my face leaking? <laughs> what is this salty discharge? You know, Nick had a similar experience earlier today with a web uh, uh, web comic. When I talk about Hobbs and Bacon, I cry. Oh, yeah, that we discovered. I can't even describe the concept of Hobbs and Bacon without breaking into tears. But yeah, Patrick the Vampire. It's about a guy named Patrick. He's a vampire. He likes to knit. He likes to bake. He helps his friend, the bar- one of the bar- local baristas. Um, with her relationship problems, and he's also a vampire dealing with his own demons, both literal and physical, and not literal. <laughs> wow, it's a pretty good comic. Brett read, reads it. I do. Yeah. And so you're generally a vampire expert. I'm learning. Uh, yeah. 
Like, I mean, you not, almost I'm not brought like, the vampire encyclopedia and thought I almost brought my vampire encyclopedia. Well, one of my vampire encyclopedias got to specify that because I have a few, but yeah, I have one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it the the vampire book? The um, I'm not sure. The one that I recommend the most is um, Complete Idiot's Guide to Vampires. It kind of source um, sources all the best vampire books and is written very well, like a Terry Pratchett book. Well, I'm happy you didn't bring the book because then you would have been able to cheat yeah. at the little game that, that I want to set up for us here. Vampire game. Vampire game. Because I... <laughs> the new game show. <laughs> Welcome to vampire games. <laughs> it's kind of like the Olympics. It's only at night. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a big vampire guy, but I'm a huge fan of Dracula. I love this story. I love the book. I love all of the versions, all the movies that they've made. I have not seen Dracula Untold. I assume I would hate it. Um, but just generally love Dracula. Um, and one of the fascinating things I find about not just Dracula, but vampires in general, clearly Dracula is like the quintessential vampire. The, the thing that I find most interesting about vampires are not their powers. It's their weaknesses. And that's where you get great storytelling. Because the lore has so many good weaknesses, it's great. So let's talk about some of these weaknesses. So maybe hang back a second, Brie. Yeah, I'll hold back. I, I know so many. <laughs> vampire games, vampire games. They'll suck your blood, maybe they- your brains. <laughs> no, that's zombies. That's zombies. That's a song. I mean, vampires and zombies vampire have a lot games. in common, but... If no. <laughs> your if vampire is thirsty enough, they might take enough out of you that maybe some brain gets in there. I mean, that is where oh, most like of your Boba blood tea. is. Boba, oh, yeah. Right yeah. up there in your head. Little brain chunks in your blood. Mm, yeah, yum, yum. So, Sam, you got a, what, 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 what is mean, a va- vampire weakness? What is a vampire, vampire weakness? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with a more obscure one, which okay. is crosses. That's Okay. Obscure. The that's crucifix. Obscure. I don't think that's too obscure. I mean, the the ob- Jesus. The, it's not the obvious one. Right. Mm. Okay. Nobody right. sucks with the Jesus. Which is the sunlight. Like, like oh, like, yeah. Okay. I guess I was thinking wooden stakes. Okay. What do you do uh, with a wooden stake? Because I think Buffy kind of plays fast and loose that you just stab. But well, as some- we've talked about, <laughs> right. Buffy's not accurately stabbing. Well, that was the movie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's like just stabbing, but sometimes it has to go through the heart. Yeah, I thought it. I think the lore is it has to go through the heart. <laughs> the yeah. vampire's worst enemy is just like a wooden deck. And they're like, oh, it's splinter. <laughs> See, we've we've already had this conversation in our Buffy episode. There's like a little asterisk and a hyperlink over there. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be the heart. It could either, it depends on the region. Either it would be through the mouth or the stomach or the heart. And then once, oh my God. No, that's why you're here. This is the best. (laughs) So before coffins were readily used um, in Europe, uh, People would just be buried in the ground, so it would essentially be a way to keep the vampire from actually getting up out, out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So it was st- stomach, heart, or uh, mouth. Then when coffins started being used, like the heart being what pumped the blood through the body, stop the heart, stop the vampire. That's why the heart is more common. So in vampire yeah. porn, is it the vagina that they see? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the most fascinating part, is the way these stem from folklore of... They're basically a ghost, you know, it de- evolved yeah. in Pokemon fashion, a ghost evolves to a Dracula. And 
so they're what? they're at their foundation they're a ghost well some, i don't think that's accurate not all like some vamp, like that's where the not no reflection thing comes from because like exactly no reflection and shadow because really it's not really there um right. that way oh, like like if it's more it of like a, it's not a really silver there. thing it it depends on what lore you follow. I've had so many discussions about this online, but yeah, like the silver thing stems from uh, either it's because it's such a pure element, or um, Judas with the silver coins. Anyone? Dracula two thousand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so is the is the stabbing with the the spikes? Is that kind of or the wooden spike? Stink. Is that kind of coming from Vlad the Impaler? Like, is that maybe the no. origins? No, she just no. explained. It's it's. Well, no, I know, but um, I'm just wondering whole, if it before the, that. Because uh, vampires are the one monster. It's like one of the first monsters in like all hu- like human lore. Um, almost every single culture has its own version of a vampire. And it's essentially just like misinterpreting the signs of decay in a dead body. Because like when a body is decaying... They, all the gases build up, they start to bloat, and their face gets really ruddy, and like blood's kind of like. So it looks like a person who's been up walking around drinking blood, and they're all bloated and full, and they go back on the ground. So they would start like staking people into the ground, oh. filling their mouth with garlic and stuff. We don't understand it. It must be a demon. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, garlic. There's another one. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Italians. <laughs> Just in general. I guess there are no Italian vampires, are there? <laughs> so I'm looking at a Wikipedia article that looks like it has a pretty substantial list. We, we've got steak, garlic, silver, holy symbols. What else? What else you got? Is it all silver? Saucy I thought it was a silver cats? bullet. Well, I think the key here is that there are many different versions, many different storytellers, many mm. different variations. Yeah. In fact, this Wikipedia article has a matrix of like, this version has this, but this yeah. version doesn't have Like, that. it literally depends on, like, what, like, even, like, neighboring regions would have, like, slightly yeah. different lore. But one of my favorite, and it's probably very obscure, is okay. small seeds and rice. Because so, um, um, it's in China. and the, Yeah, I was going to say. It's the counting one. Uh, this is known vampires. as arith- arithmomania. <laughs> yeah. A form of OCD. Yeah, so, like, they're obsessed with counting. And what you would do is either sprinkle, like, uh, millet seeds or just, like, small seeds, rice, on a grave of a person you suspect of being a vampire. Oh, so my when God, would... the count? Right? Oh. <laughs> and it, it slows oh my so God. the character so on Sesame clever. Street is a legit vampire. Is I mean, obsessed like, with counting. I mean, there's wow. still like a lot of debate of whether or not the vamp- the count on Sesame Street is actually a vampire because he never you never actually see him like drink blood and stuff. But like, but he yeah, does have the arithmomania. Yeah, but they would have to count every single grain of rice <laughs> or, or seed yeah. before. Wow. Like resuming their vampiric activities. So that's how you get away from them. You scatter rice or something. Yeah. There's an episode of X-Files. I don't remember what season, what episode, but um, uh, Mulder is in a like motel room and the vampire's attacking him and there's some sunflower seeds on the on the nightstand and he knocks it over and the vampire's just like, oh, geez, like, what? Yeah, what is that? And then like turns around to like start counting them. And I'm just like, yes. So that's thank you. That's great because... Like Mulder's always eating the sunflower seeds. Yeah, it's like kind of perfect. So they only count them if they're spilled. No, it's just like if it's like I mean, it's just there. If it catches their attention. Oh, okay. I am compelled okay. to count. Oh no! Yeah, I'm like you could just have a bowl of sunflower seeds and I'm like no big deal, and then you spill it on the floor and they're like oh no! I so they the- could like never be a receptionist because if anyone <laughs> took out of the candy jar, they just have to like count One, two, again three, four, five. every time. Or that thing that they have at festivals where you have to count the jelly bean and then you win mm-hmm. the jar of jelly beans. I forget what movie it is, but like there's a movie where they kind of, it's like 
the whole point is like to slow down the vampire, but like there's some movie or a TV show where like a person throw is like throwing the seed and the uh, vampire's like like counting all of them like in the air and like before any of the seeds like touch the ground, he's like. 500 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, that's okay. I mean, you still did the, the rule, but also- The say you do it fast. <laughs> and we didn't know that he was a savant vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so, they just throw more and more things in the air. Yeah. So, what do you got, Sam? One. Yeah. Cats. Cats? Interesting. I hadn't heard cats and I don't see it on this list. I mean, some animals would just kind of be like- that that that's no human there. That's well, like, I feel so like from, that's more of a power, like they can control yeah. animals. I often. thought they're scared of cats. Uh, maybe I'm thinking. I feel of like the, I've seen that. Maybe I'm thinking of the mummy. <clears throat> you thinking oh, of the mummy? Yes, yeah. the mummy has a problem with cats. But, so, but that's also, the I thought maybe I'm thinking, misremembering, but I thought in Let the Right One In. I haven't seen the that. Swedish yeah. version. I can't um, remember that he's scared. The vi- lady gets all vampired and gets scared of the cat because she's a pet cat. Maybe. I also think it's interesting that we basically have this mummy concept because Universal had so much success with their Dracula movie. They wanted another Dracula Mm -hmm. and there was all that King Tut stuff going on. Mm -hmm. You know, the original Universal mummy was basically, you know, another Dracula. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels. So I saw this Chinese vampire thing oh yeah yeah um and i can't speak for how good the movie was but uh one so of the not, things they had good. then i don't know if it was like a way of keeping them at bay but it was like this weird like coins thing do you remember this it yeah like a, it was like a way of like like a coins mask yeah it was like a way of like preventing them to bite you like it's like oh sorry these coins are in your mouth oh like in world war z when they wrapped the magazines on their arms so they couldn't get bit well, it was, but it's, it, like it's on, it on it's the on, vampire. It's on the vampire's mouth. Like, oh. It might be happy, have something like to do with like Iron Man. Imagine like a veil of coins. Like, yeah, oh, it's just on their face, and then they're like an, an inert vampire. It's like great visual, and huh. it wasn't dangerous until it was like removed, and then it was a scary. It's kind of like Hannibal a, a coin muzzle. Yeah, exactly, Hannibal Lecter, but with huh. yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm like holding. A, I have, I have, I know other ones. <laughs> All right. I, I, there are a few really obvious ones that we haven't gotten yet, but we can still get into uh, more obscure. I mean, there's the the running water one. This is an interesting one to me. Yeah. Because as a child, I grew up holy water. Like yeah. I'm watching yeah. Lost Boys, holy water. Yeah. But it's actually water. They yeah. cannot cross a body of water, which is why when Dracula went from Transylvania to England, they had to pack him in his own coffin full of dirt. Yeah. So that he was in his actual earth of his of his grave wow. to be transported. This mm-hmm. is the book. Yeah. I think it might be in this movie I, I too. I think it is in this movie. Um, and then there are a couple of like plants. Like there's a the wild rose in Europe. Um, there's hawthorn and wolfsbane. Wolfsbane is just terrifying on all degrees. I recently did research on poisonous plants and things for a pin project, and I did a one about vampire stuff that you could fight vampires with. And one of them is Hawthorne, which is a wild plant. But um, yeah, wolfsbane is like extremely poisonous. You can't even mm-hmm. hold it. Like its oils will get into your skin and like seep yeah. into your bloodstream. And then you get a heart attack. It's fun. Whoa. So it, it'll kill vampires <laughs> and also every other living yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever like watching like, I think, I can't remember which Wolfman movie it is, but like they're walking around holding wolfsbane. Uh, you're like, everyone's going to die. Doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're holding uh. rice in. 
I'm just a step backwards, but what happens if a vampire bites someone who's like a homeopathic nut and has like the the silver? Are they if if you're eating silver, is it in your blood? Is that your logic where a vampire won't attack Italians because of the garlic? Yeah. Or the blue guy, you know, the the guy that turned blue because he was consuming yeah, some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. silver. Yeah. yeah. So he's oh, yeah. like silver in his bloodstream. I mean, again, it depends himself? on the vampire because yes. <laughs> the silver rule doesn't apply to all vampires. Mm. Yeah, let's not walk too far <laughs> down the logic path of what will and will not hurt a vampire. Does, does like... Oh, decapitation. That's one that we didn't get. That is on the list, yeah. Does, I feel like that stops most things. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, like, silver bullets, more of a werewolf thing, but, like, yeah, that would kill anybody. Well, because <laughs> a, va- a werewolf lore stems from vampire lore, because, like, um, in Slavic lore, like, it was, like, either, like, someone who was, like, a witch or committed suicide would, like, die and become a vampire and then could maybe turn also turn into a wolf and stuff. There's definitely a component of turning into a wolf or bat and, you know, turning into an animal. Is killing the main vampire? Yeah, that's Lost Boys rules. And I don't see that on this list. I think that's more of a, that's more of a, it's more of a fiction thing. Mm. Cause like, I'm sorry. Are vampires not fictional? <laughs> sorry. I mean, like actual lore. Oh no, that's I not mean, real vampires. <laughs> real vampire stuff. That, Modern fiction. I mean, I <laughs> I've had to like talk to so many people about like like you're not following like like you shouldn't be able to do this in your comic because this is not the right how the rules are. I'm like I'm like well no. I mean I don't know those rules. Those are not the rules I'm following. But also vampires don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Every storyteller <laughs> gets to choose their rules. Like I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing from like traditional lore. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Also some Anne Rice, which I also still need to read more of, but. All right. Couple more. There's a couple really obvious ones you guys haven't hit. Well, we, Garlic. sunlight, sunlight, sunlight. Well, yeah. And sometimes it kills them. Sometimes it just makes them weak. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Dracula, it's more of a weakness. Yeah. And yeah. we said garlic. Well, he we also, I mean. I don't know if it's in the book, but in this movie, he can walk around in the daylight. He kind of walks around in the daylight in the book. Maybe he's just like constantly I mean, hung over and just he, like, ah. Right. <laughs> not not he, full he, power. He, he's just weaker. Yeah. yeah. So what about the invitation thing? Oh, yeah. That's, mm. yeah. I have but a lot of fun with that them? No. No. But they're oh. unpowered if, unless you invite them in. Oh, I thought we yeah. were just looking for things to kill them. Can't you put something on your door? Yeah, I mean, well, you could hang like garlic or hawthorn um, around Can, like your house. Is it like True Blood rules? Can you uninvite the vampires? And they it is in my comic. <laughs> <laughs> you are uninvited. The, the, the vampire in my comic goes back and forth when some characters are debating on whether or not he's welcome or not. So he's like being welcomed in and then told to leave. So he's like flying across the room. So if you like send an evite, but then you cancel the evite before the party. <laughs> yep. It, yeah. It's like, dang it. But wouldn't you have to invite him into the house specifically? Like he, you're invited to the party, but wouldn't you have to like, count? you just chill outside the window. Yeah. Like, this is a great party. I love it. <laughs> Can I come inside? <laughs> Please. <laughs> No, Patrick. <laughs> Go home, Patrick. You're blood drunk. I'll make you sweat there. So I think we've hit certainly everything on this list and everything I could think of. The the obsession, the counting, the arithmomania was always a fascinating one to it's me. It's so good. And the, and the body of water is fascinating. Vampires are extremely 
uh, wait, 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 fragile. Wait. Are you telling me <laughs> that the aliens in that one alien movie by... <laughs> Night Shyamalan? <laughs> Were they vampires? They're vampires. <laughs> I think that was different. <laughs> Anyway, everything's Remember, <laughs> they were allergic to baseball bats. I thought they were allergic to water. Everyone's uh, allergic to baseball bats when they hit you in the face. Yeah, they killed them with the baseball bat. Well. And then they poured water. Let's face it. It was a combination of water and baseball bats. <laughs> <laughs> so, I read an interesting article this week about how they think the origins of vampires stemmed from people with... Um, allergy to sunlight mm-hmm. and they'd be or really anemic people ane- yeah but specifically the people with the blood disorder that made it so that they can't go out in the sun mm-hmm. something where it's different than anemic because anemic it is. oh yeah, yeah. yeah i'm but talking they, about two different yeah, oh, okay. yeah but this, we don't understand it it's a demon yeah exactly yeah. so they these people would like their body wouldn't produce something to where they'd want to drink animal blood yeah to like help make up for it Oh yeah! And sometimes they eat dirt too. Well, yeah, that because yeah, it's like anemia. get those minerals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they think that that's where vampires started from because these people would go out in the evening and they'd see them like drinking animal blood and vampires, vampires. But also the sunlight rule wasn't really introduced in vampire lore that much. I, I just pushed up my glass like, well, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. actually, well, actually, um, <laughs> no. Like one of the first vampires to be like defeated by sunlight was Nosferatu because they had to figure out a way that wasn't the Dracula ending to like differentiate it from Dracula uh, enough to where like I mean still like hey we're gonna steal this story and kind of use it but yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah because there are like there's some vampire and vampire lore where like they just are normal people and they drink blood I think that's more like in um, Scandinavia and stuff okay yeah they're the ghosty ones they're rever- rever- revenants whatever it is I really like the hopping vampires. Yeah, hopping vampires. Oh Are they God, like hopping terrifying. spiders? Because they're they're like rigor mortis or whatever, so they can't really walk very well. So, so they, they hop around, they wing, hop wing, from wing. place to place, but like in a creepy vampire way. Mm. Wow. So vampires are really fragile. Like there's so much that can kill them, but we're still extremely afraid of them. Yeah, and I think I, it's because you don't know they're vampires usually. That's like, why they're like my favorite monster because it's like, oh, it's like a person. No, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> like usually the, your their victims are unsuspecting. Yeah, and they're very charming, and they depending on the lore yeah. can like what is it like mind control kind of. That's that's the thing that I'm most interested in, and I think this is I think this is Dracula. Like this is yeah. poor Dracula. The reason Dracula is afraid, I think, boils down to is that he's stealing our women. Mm-hmm. Right. And and the women seem to be <laughs> and going. And then our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but the women seem to be going in the moment of their own choice. And that's mm-hmm. very scary. Like he's convincing our women to go with him. And that's. I'm sorry. Did you lose some women, Nick? Your women? Well, I, I, Did I, you I, have binders full of women? <laughs> no. I think that's a fascinating, uh, fascinating storytelling thing. If you boil down this story, it's kind of. Yeah. It's a big part of it. Mm hmm. Because there, there's no protection there. You can't. It's not a physical thing you can guard against. Yeah. And there's a line in this movie that I don't think is from the book that, like, kills me. That we'll talk about after we watch it. Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so do so, we pass your vampire puzzle? <laughs> yes. You solved my vampire you puzzle. You solved my vampire puzzle. So, yeah, this is, this is a book that I'm a big fan of. I assume 
Didn't you say you've recently I reread the book? I just read it. I've been putting oh. it off because I'm not a big fan of a lot of the adaptations of the book of the movies. Oh, yeah. So I'm I like think... I'm. I'm like I don't really care for this. And then I read the book. I'm like, oh my god. And as old as it is, <laughs> Frankenstein and Dracula are both fantastic. They're both the book I recently read Frankenstein too, and that one is just like none of the adaptations really do it justice because like the creature is fully articulate and like incredibly smart. If you ever have the opportunity, the Danny Boyle stage play with Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller, they rebroadcast it in movie theaters every now and then. That's fantastic. Benedict Cumberbatch as the monster is exactly what you want. Except for the rape and stuff, because that's not in the book. Oh, you've seen it? No, I, I mean, I've had... You've read about I have a friend who's yeah. very much into okay. Dr- Frankenstein. But, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, like, they put in. It's just like, you don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to put the rape in there, though? That doesn't happen. What's your most favorite vampire? My most yeah, favorite vampire? There's this one that's, like, half deer in, uh, it's either Ireland or Scotland, they like, uh, and so like a panpire. Pretty much, like they're like these lady. There's <laughs> yeah, like but... they're like these lady um, vampires. They always wear green. They oh, dance around no. fires and like lure like men over to like come like hang out with them, play music and stuff. And then like, it, like like as they're dancing around, like it's revealed like they don't have human legs. And, what and type then, of legs do oh, they dear. have? They have deer, <laughs> they have deer legs. <laughs> Like four of them, or like no, no, two? no. It's not like a centaur. It's just like, <laughs> like, 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 like Pan. Okay. okay. Found. I never noticed you were a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, those dresses sometimes they like oh, really yeah, pop. I just want to be rude, Miss, but you have a quite a large. Oh, there's more legs. That's why you have a very large world of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're for. All right. So, what are we expecting from this movie? Um... So, Brie, we'll save you as the guest to the last. Yeah. Oh, no, trivia. Be our guest at trivia. the last. Trivia about the movie. Oh, you, you listen to our show. Yes, I do. I, I, should, I was going to say, <laughs> long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we need to necessarily yeah. go through, like, Francis Ford Coppola, that's interesting. This is, like, two years after Godfather 2, or, God, no, Godfather 3. Um. So yeah, that's just an interesting thing. There's a lot of people in this movie. Though. There are a lot of people. There was somebody I had on my mind. Yeah, I'm curious to see when when this person jumps out. Um, but Gary Oldman is our Dracula. Keanu Reeves oh. is our John Harker. We saw Keanu recently in um, Point Break. Mm-hmm. Winona oh, yeah. Ryder is Wilhelmina, who we oh, wow. have all been enjoying recently as the mother on Stranger Things. Yes. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot. Sir Anthony Hopkins is Van Helsing in this movie. Yes. And I completely forgot. And I forgot. I think he's awesome. You know who else is in this? Who else? Carrie Owens. That's who I was wondering. I was waiting for that to pop up. Is he really? Yeah. He's one of the suitors. And also, I think Hugh Laurie. No. 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 Am I I getting mixed up? You're thinking of the guy who plays Dr. Seward, and it's not Hugh Laurie. Okay. Yeah. Um, This might be the best Renfield Tom Waits is Renfield. Oh, wow. Damn. So, yeah, buckle up for a very interesting Renfield here. Um, But, yeah, what what are we expecting? Um, Brett, Sam, Ash, have you seen it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brett? No. That's bullshit. No, I've never watched this movie. You've put it on. 
And Brett leaves. <laughs> and Brett abruptly leaves the house. Yeah, so I, I haven't seen this. Well, you um, didn't invite him onto the couch, so he couldn't join you. You know what? But I, th- I think the the last time that I had the opportunity to watch this when Sam put it on the TV was uh, at a at a time when she was also watching some other like movies that I don't enjoy watching. Uh, what's that one with the troll guy? I, I call him the troll, and it's like old timey. Everybody wears old dresses and stuff, and you're like. <laughs> What? The moment Brett is referring to is back in 2005 <laughs> when I got Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice. Oh. on DVD. The first and only time I watched that it. That movie's a suck fest. And he thinks that every time I watch Sense and Sensibility with Emma Thompson that it's the same thing. It's not. It's basically the same no, thing. No, It can't up. possibly be that different. <laughs> The actors are significantly better in Sense and Sensibility. Trust me. Anyway, I think the last time I had the opportunity to watch this was like 2005 then. Because that was like I did not watch movies on all the time. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just bailed on it. So I know there's vampires. I know. Uh, <laughs> no. Check. I feel like uh, in, in the very unimportant guesses of things that are in the movie that I've been doing lately, like lots of smoke for the, for the last one. Um, I feel like there's lots of yellow in this movie. Okay. Just like a lot. Not, not red. You not venturing red. I mean, blood. I'm going to go with the obvious. I'm going to go with yellow. Yellow. We'll see, okay. if, we'll see if that pans out. And that's all and I you're got. you're not talking are about you, the song, are right? Are you a tarot card reader? <laughs> I'm seeing yellow and does the initial J no. mean anything to you? I'm going to call BS on Brett's thing because I will literally watch this every fucking year. And one year we watched it on Halloween Literally, oh, so he together on it. the couch. I don't think I've seen this. He blocked it out. I might have blocked it out. I That's a sign. He was there next to me. <laughs> so, so you watch it often means you probably like it. Love the crap out of this movie. Yeah, that doesn't mean I think it's a good movie, but I love it. Okay, there are flaws and weirdness that I look over because <laughs> I love it. So I'm gonna say. I think it is a good movie. Okay. I think I love this movie. I'm expecting that I'm going to love it today. I think it's probably the closest to the book that I've seen while still being extremely stylized. Mm-hmm. The music is brilliant. Music yes. is really good. Yes. Yeah. I have that. Okay. It's good. So I'm expecting good, good times with this film. And Gary Oldman is oh, is brave. So you know, he, he comes up with interesting ideas and jumps at them and executes them very well mm-hmm. and his craziness works. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I love Gary Oldman. Yeah. And Gary Oldman's genius. Anything with Gary Oldman. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, have you seen it, Ash? I forgot. I have. I've only seen it once. Uh, I think it was several years ago and I just don't remember much about this movie. Not a good sign. To be honest. Uh, I remember a lot of like... Sexy vampires. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all Stealing I Stealing our women. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> Did you like it? Uh, I made fun of this movie. Yeah, it's, it's prime make fun of time. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dump on something I love. 
Yeah. Again? We love. I'm sorry, Nick. It's not like you do that to us. <laughs> right. All right. So, Brie, we'll give your your thoughts here last. Uh, so I've seen probably bits and pieces of like the very beginning, a couple like just from like, maybe I'll watch this and eh, not feeling it. I'm working on stuff. It's not a good have in the background. Working on me now. <laughs> um, yeah, I've read that it's like the most book accurate, but I'm also like, uh, so I don't, I want to. Go in with cautious optimism, but I know it's not going to be my cup of tea. I I, I hope you change your mind. <laughs> it had, like, the beginning is weird, but once you fall into it, it becomes very charming, in my opinion. I mean, no offense to Nick, but this is a ladies' film. You know that, right? Sexy, handsome vampires. I don't think that's completely true. I would argue there's more sexy lady vampires. Okay. There are are more sexy lady vampires in the the book, definitely. Monica Bellucci. And those ain't for the women, too? We all want (laughs) to look sexy like a sexy vampire lady. The ladies love Gary Oldman. A young (laughs) Monica Bellucci is one of the brides. Keep an eye out for that. Is she the redhead? No, she's... I can't remember anything else she's been in, but she was pretty, she's pretty popular there for a minute. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, kind of whet your appetite here with, you remember when we did the Goofy Movie podcast and Hector gave us his pitch for Goofy Movie 3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. After this, I'm going to give you my pitch for a Dracula movie All right. after oh my God, we oh my watch God. this movie. Can we make it? I'll make it with you. Okay. That'd be awesome. Yes. All right. <laughs> but for now, we're going to pause the recording. We're going to watch Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola from 1992. You might want to pause the show, watch the movie, and join us when we're done. I was working in the lab late one night, but my eyes beheld an eerie sight. We did the mash. <laughs> we did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was, it was a graveyard smash. smash. <laughs> so we just watched Dracula. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Dracula. Dracula. Doctor Dracula. Dracula. If he was a rapper. Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> Brad, I like when you said that. He doesn't like to cross water, so he's the Dothracula. <laughs> yes. I think we need to address the huge elephant in the room, which is that Anthony Hopkins never ages. Ever. I don't know, he seemed pretty young in this. Really? Maybe he's like, a Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> he's a vampire. I thought he looked pretty uh, uh, old. No, he's aged a bit. Well, he looks kind of old in Westworld now. So clearly I was right, and that movie was fantastic. Uh, Tote. Yep. Tote, 100%. Now, Gary Oldman was crushing it, and Uh, Keanu Reeves was horrible. So bad. Keanu Reeves was a black hole and sucked everything awesome into himself. Can you imagine being Gary Oldman in scenes with Keanu and being like, Francis, come on, really? I love This, This bullshit... I love how by the end of the film, he's just like abandoned, even attempting the accent. I don't agree. I think he's still trying to do it and it's bad. But it's gotten worse. Well, it's kind of like he <laughs> just loses it once in a while. And then and he, then, and yeah. then he tries to do that. And then it doesn't work. I'm yeah. from Britain. Brother. 
It just ends up being like a weird Nick Cage voice. Like. Yeah. Oh God, he does cage out a little bit. We were. I was talking about this earlier with some of my coworkers. Like, like him and Nick Cage like have similar paths, but Keanu didn't go Nick Cage. <laughs> he didn't go full Nick Cage. I mean, Keanu. Keanu's done some awesome movies. Yeah. Keanu has been great. I think Keanu's probably a really cool guy. No, he's awesome. He's he a really like awesome philanthropist. Yeah. It's just in this but movie. Man, he just. <laughs> biffed on this movie it's bad casting and then i also think it just didn't help that he still got the same like bill and ted's yeah. excellent adventure haircut like mm-hmm. please yeah, do he needs to be that? cast in a movie where where he's the cool guy no and no, i'm not i'm not caging yeah, yeah i can't before... i can't stop <laughs> <laughs> but before they shot this movie francis ford coppola said winona Ryder and keanu reeves trust me on this Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. right about Winona, mm. you know. Well, I, you know, we also don't he know saw some potential, and he was right half half of it. I I would say that maybe for a short period of time, he might have been right about Keanu. I think Keanu doesn't age well. Mm. Yeah, like well, for uh, that modern audience, audience in 1992, I think it worked. We also don't know that he made that decision. Yeah, that could have been a financial Just thing. Saying. Like, put yeah. these stars in your movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keanu was like, I want to be a serious actor. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you have to do Bill and Ted, too. He's like, ah, oh, but can I at least be in a cool Dracula movie or but something? But at the same time, was this supposed to be a serious film? Because it, yes. it bridged on camp for me. Like, nope. yeah. oh I, my I heard God. you guys laughing, and I so disagree. It's... It's I disagree a, with your laughter. The, the movie is a fever dream. Totally. You know, it should be surreal. And what the what just happened? And I don't feel like I'm quite awake and I'm not sure I understand what happened. And but at the same time, we're supposed to be like following a story and like which yeah, some like amb- ambiguity and like like okay, whoa, this is supposed to be disorienting, but also like some of those cuts were just like really harsh. Like yeah, they mixed. It some was so disjointed. Super yeah. high caliber, like really good visuals f- f- sometimes. And then like fucking public access TV, like yes. zoom in and out on the gate of the building. I like, never felt like I that. was. Yeah, it was like, I, uh, it wasn't all motivated <laughs> and that's the problem. Yeah. Wow, I so disagree. Like it, I never felt it like it looked bad. I never felt like it was hard to follow. At the same time, like it depends. Like, like if you're (laughs) like more uh, familiar with the story, like oh yeah, I'm following it because you're also your mind's also like filling in the gaps. But Ash, you were like, I don't know what's going on. Bryce was asking like, is there also a werewolf? Yeah, and I'm thinking you don't know that's Dracula. So yeah, some things were just like like. Yes, disorienting cuts and like weird shaky cam and stuff like is awesome when it has a purpose. Mm-hmm. But it was just like excessive in this movie, like especially yeah. in the final chase scene. It's just like, yeah. oh, blah, 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 what's was, going on? Let me decadent. give you an example. We discussed it before watching the film, The Earth, that he put the earth in the boxes yeah. to come over. Never once explained in the movie. I oh. only understood because you had explained it to me beforehand. That's interesting. I feel like Van Helsing explained it. No. Not that. Not real. Not, like, 
specifically. Yeah. They said, oh, he boxed up the earth from his castle, but they didn't explain the logic. They didn't logic. explain well, why. Yeah. So they didn't explain it in the way where he needed it to cross the ocean. They did yeah. explain it like that he needed to recharge in the dirt of his homeland once mm-hmm. he was in the new place. I never yeah. heard them say that. Yeah, it was like, they said that. it like once. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, and again, we just said in Blade Runner, if, you're, if your whole thing hinges on me missing one dialogue yeah. of plot. Set up your rules. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the thing, is like, I didn't feel like there was a clear set of rules. It felt like, it felt like, oh, all of a sudden, he can turn young, by the way. Oh, all of a sudden, he can turn into this werewolf creature, by yeah. the way. Oh, all of a sudden, he can turn into a green mist, by the way. Like, all, I just felt like, what are the rules? They like, did I don't, actually explicitly yeah. say the mist earlier. Okay. The, but, but, but I, it the wasn't age clear. thing really started to bug me because in the book, it establishes that, like, when he drinks a lot of blood, he gets younger. Like, when, mm. um, like, God, what they did with Jonathan really yeah. pissed me off because... He should be the core of the story and he's not. Yeah, like... The whole thing is like, like even that, like there's a line where it's like, oh, did you write those letters for me? It's like, he never said like, like Jonathan knows something is up yeah. and he can't quite just put his finger on it. And like Dracula tells him to write these letters all dated on specific dates that are supposed to be like, oh yeah, I'm coming home. Oh yeah. I'm like here now. Oh yeah. And, but that's why like when Mina's reading Liz, like these are really cold. I don't understand. Like what's going on. What's interesting. And he's supposed to be like, he's kind of like safe. But he's like kind of watching all this stuff happen. Like, okay, he's getting ready to leave, but what the heck is going on? Like, he's like stealing babies from people. Like, what the heck? And then he comes into his chamber, discovers him. Like, what the heck? It's the count, but he's like young. What the heck happened? Oh. And then when him and Mina are walking around the town, he recognizes. He's that. like, he goes like, he's like, oh my god, like he's young. And Mina's like, what the who who who's that? Obviously, Jonathan knows this guy. Also, Mina thinks, like, the Count, like, it's my favorite quote in the book. It's like, this man does not have a good face. Like, he does not have a good face. So it's just like, she immediately knows, like, something's off. I feel like all of that was in the movie. And it wasn't as clear as the book made it. But yeah. I, that they was all there. They never like, explained that drinking blood made him younger. Because he went back and forth Ever. from being young and yeah, old and young and old. Yeah, he would go back and forth. And I huh. never understood the rules as to, like, how and why. I just assumed he has the magic power to change his form all the time. But then I was like, I don't understand why he isn't just like young and handsome all Although, the time. Then. Knowing I, that that's how it was supposed to work. His whole like sucking that one girl's blood mm-hmm. out the whole movie makes sense. Yeah, now. I, that's exactly mm-hmm. how I feel. I didn't realize that was the logic. But now that you've explained yeah. it, it makes sense. And I, like, yeah. whole- I felt like Keanu did know something was up. Yeah, but put a horrible performance yes. into communicating. Very that. like, and there was a moment where he said like, I know now I'm a prisoner and, and all that stuff. But that was like mostly VO though. So it's just right. like, yeah. but I think Keanu <laughs> thought he was communicating that with the audience with his performance and he was wrong. <laughs> but at the same time, director let that happen. Like, yeah. Director may have been stuck with Keanu. <laughs> yeah. They, I don't know if there was much to work with. Cause yeah. I mean, yeah. He set up some scenes really beautifully where Keanu could have caught something weird out of his eye, like yeah. the corner of his eye, like the whole shadow scene stuff mm-hmm. that like the A audience good actor saw. could have done so much with this. Yeah. Scene. Well, that was like another thing that just didn't make any sense to me was like based on Keanu's performance, I was like, I don't understand why he isn't trying to escape. 
because he's seen this guy fly across the room and do magical things. Like he's standing right there in visual contact of it and he just doesn't react. Like he just acts like it's normal and it just doesn't make any sense to me because I'm like, wouldn't you be like getting the fuck out of there by now? I mean, that that felt like you're immediately under threat. Like he was one, like they had him like wander around the castle and that's when he's supposed to be like finding like, like, okay, is there a way to actually escape this place? No, it's on a cliff. I can't. But, but we no, never but, get that was, moment. Yeah, you don't get that moment. It's just like, end. oh, yeah. it's like, oh, here we go. Sexy vampire time. Oh, yeah. He's going to get it on with these ladies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't attempt to escape. And his VO even says that it, it's, it's his first attempt to escape. But he says, I'm going to attempt to escape. He said again. Yeah, he said again. This is, I'm going to attempt to escape one last time. Okay, but like, but before he even met the sexy vampires, he wasn't attempting to escape. He was just like wandering around. Yeah, like he he yeah. wasn't. I think I, I think, think he was doing the thing where it's like I don't want him to know that I suspect something because he'll kill me where I stand. But this yeah. is not explained in the movie. You know what right. I mean? And, and that I do agree with. Like, yeah. it was it was not communicated as it should. Yeah, and I think an actor with nuance could have communicated like. Yeah, what Keanu was trying to and communicate and failed. Was the reason why like Dracula is bringing all the boxes of Earth to England ever explained? Because like in the book, he like purchases multiple properties, puts the boxes of Earth there, so he can like recuperate in his like little box and then go out and like get more blood. Because he's not just drinking from Mina and Lucy; he's mm-hmm. like drinking from a bunch of people. What's weird is I feel like it's there, but. If other people don't feel like it's there, then it's not there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I and felt then like he, it was. He like doesn't seem to be concerned at all about them like destroying them either. So it's just like I don't even understand the point of them. I think he had some elsewhere. Because he got back on a ship and he was back in one of those boxes. Yeah, they just never show that in the movie. Which again so is not yeah, explained. There's, there's gaps. It's all assumed like if you know the book or you know are yeah. familiar with the story. Yeah, you could you could kind of like extrapolate some of that. Like, you know, if if he only bought like five properties and yeah. but he had people working day and night yeah. to fill boxes with dirt. Like there's probably a lot of fucking boxes. Of like dirt. they mentioned like once, like when uh he's signing the documents with Jonathan like like why do you do buy these 10 properties it's like never really ever discussed even more it's just like mm-hmm. oh we got they, did they ever like go like oh we need to hunt down the other houses and figure out where he's living and then destroy these boxes too right. i think they went straight to carfax abbey and thought that was the whole deal yeah so what's so renfield what's that about he was the <laughs> initial real estate agent yeah in this movie he was made into the slave yeah. okay but he like, what did, did he nothing. Yeah. He didn't He's do anything. He's just supposed to be creepy. Like, it's funny because, like, the exchange between him and um, Mina, like, he's super cordial. And, like, Seward just is like, what the heck is going on? Why is he? What What's going on? And it's really weird because he has, he his behavior fluctuates. He's like, he, he Seward's like, oh, he's fine now. Nope, he's not okay now. And he, like, breaks out a couple times to, like, join Dracula. But they don't know why. He's trying to pick out and like, like who the heck is his master? He recognizes he sends, her as a another uh, willing subject yeah. of Dracula. But he says in the very beginning, like after the whole like exposition beginning about who Dracula is, it cuts to him in a cell and he says, I've made all the preparations you asked for. You know, I'm just waiting for you to arrive. And we never find out, like, what preparations well, he was he the initial about? real estate agent. He helped with the sale of the other properties. 
and, and so probably arranged something for when he arrives. Maybe he helped with the boat. Like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, like, it just was confusing. Like, there's one thing to, like, let the audience, like, figure things out for themselves. But, like, if you're not giving mm. the audience all the information they need to figure things out. Because, like, one of the things about the story is, like, it's a mystery. It's like, what's going on? Like, like all these, mm-hmm. like, crazy occurrences are happening. All these people have, like, written records of, like, what's going on. And it's not until, like, Mina kind of connects the dots between... Jonathan's journal and everything that's happened with um, Lucy, like just like oh wait, I think these are related, and of course that's completely omitted from the story because she's just like a love interest. Which is a great thing about the book that I think this movie does the best job of of mimicking. And you guys, I think, were kind of cracking about how well there's so much voiceover setting things up, but it's because the book was told as a collection of different yeah. people's journals. It's just kind of th- it's stitched together from like, okay, we've got this part of the story from Mina's journal and this part of the story from from Jonathan's journal, and it's all stitched together. Yeah, like the voiceovers are fine, especially since like the original content is from like everyone's yeah. first point of view. So that but voiceover narration we get is the way of telling the story from the journal's perspective. Yeah. Mm. It's just the way it's stitched together is a bit. I, I, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like okay, all right. And everything kind of, obviously so much happens in the book that like they have to try to contain, like keep all the good, not the good, the important points in the story. Mm. But at the same time, it some parts felt rushed. Other parts like, okay, do we have to watch this? Yeah. For- on, on that, I think like the whole master part with Renfield, I think they did a good job of getting the point across but I don't think they had time to give all the details and yeah. backstory. Like the point of that scene is to show that he's serving Dracula. Yeah. And like, but how I made, pre- but he's what? not doing anything, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Like it, you know, like it, but it, no- it wouldn't matter to me. Like if they just showed him in the beginning and it's like, Oh, that's Renfield. And he went crazy, but they keep going back to him and he keeps saying, I'm serving you. And he keeps saying that he's waiting. Like, it just feels like they're trying to set him up for something later on that never, never happens. You know, I mean, it's kind of like that in the book as well. Like he's just kind of there yeah. to an extent, but the same, but he wasn't like working for the realtor or anything. He was just a guy who like started having episodes. And mm. so and they- it, it kind of adds to the mystery of Dracula. Like, why is this crazy guy serving him? Like what sort of powers does Dracula have? I think that's, yeah, his I don't have that much of an issue with that. It's mostly everything else. <laughs> like, I think it, it sets up a threat. Yeah, we know yeah. what could happen to Jonathan. We know what could happen to Mina. Yeah. Because we've seen what he does to men and what he does to women. Yeah. I just think they, like, he was too much. You know, like, you set it up, but then we just kept going back to him mm. for nothing. You know what I mean? I don't think it's for nothing. It's for atmosphere and style. Totally. You know, he was, I mean, he's the guy with the flappy-armed uh, straight jacket. Like, He's conveniently across the street from. Yeah, that, I mean that's. You know what I mean? Like that I made don't me know feel if it like is so convenient. It's not. Con- it's not convenient. Like it's because it's there across the street. But I mean, h- him being in prison across the street just furthered my mind going like, oh, okay, Dracula's gonna break him out and something. Mm. You know, like. It made me think like he's positioned himself there to serve yeah. him, but then that never pays off. Well, he's he's positioned there to serve Dracula, 
but Dracula doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, he says that. I, yeah. And I think that's, that's his, he's got just like serve you and a whole separate plot line yeah. of this is what happens to Dracula's servants eventually. And mm-hmm. like everybody who's a willing servant is actually going to kind of end up getting fucked at the end of it. Well, Dracula so, only killed him because he told Winona Ryder to leave. Yeah. So yeah, but he was also and, in a jail, not getting his immortality or whatever. Also like mm-hmm. that was yeah. the first time he was actually on Dracula's radar. Yeah. Like he just wrote that dude off. Yeah. So know. it let the right one in. It's kind of like what Brett said, like there's a vampire and people are serving her in that case. And in the end, it doesn't matter. Like it's just they're there to get what the vampire needs until they find a new person to help. I think that's the case with Renfield. I have less of a problem with Renfield than I do. Personally, I think all the voiceover and letters are completely unneeded. Like I think they you could totally could, do Dracula without yeah, and, and I've seen it without. Many like, versions have done it without that, but I think he was trying to be beholden to the original book. I think it definitely sets a tone. It definitely sets a tone, appealing. but like if he's trying to be so like faithful to the book, then there's a lot of decisions he like where he departed from the book. Well, there's that strongly. Too. So it's just like. Okay, so you're being faithful to this part, but you're also completely changing this character. Well, the way I see it is like in a novel, having the story told through different letters is a creative use for a writer to tell a story. And it was very in vogue when Dracula was written. And I, I think that's a creative use of a writer using their tools. But for a filmmaker... It just doesn't, yeah. in my opinion, work for the screen. Like it definitely doesn't age well. And yeah. being, like that's why I kept like this film starting to border on camp, especially with like the overlays of the letters over their, like yeah, John the like traveling, the way it's and then like all the little too. blips of like seeing Dracula's eyes in the sky. It's like okay, <laughs> alrighty then, cool. <laughs> I, I will say that those feel jarring the first viewing, and they feel more tonal and stylistic the more you watch it. Well, I've seen this movie before. It's not my first viewing. (laughs) In fact, I don't remember them bothering me the first time I saw it. It bothers me more this time, I think. I, I, I kind of like the camp, though. Like, like that's why, yeah. but I'm it like, is like, camp. Like, it's like, I don't camp. think it is camp. I, and I see what you, where you're coming from. I understand that, but I feel like it is a very rich, decadent style. I don't, and and I think it's appropriate, and I love it. And we just disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, because like it, <laughs> the style is like used in other camp films. So it's just like because, and it's very heavy in this film. Yeah, even those transitions, like, you know, he, his like match cut transitions like they just make feel this, really heavy handed. They make this, but, the, uh, like the Star Wars transitions look like really, really nice. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, despite my earlier public access burn, uh, <laughs> like it does feel fit the mood of every scene that they showed up in, you know? And it also fits the mood of this, like, Oh, the cinematograph or whatever they were using the word for the first motion film, you know, that Dracula is discovering there in London. It fits a time period of experimenting with 
you know, film on screen. I did appreciate that. Like when he's like walking through the streets, like it's supposed to resemble like early film and like he sees her and then it transitions into more modern filmmaking. I'm like, that was pretty cool. But also, I don't know. I've got a book question for you. You got a book question? Yeah. Uh, Because even in their cinematograph scene, the thing that they were watching looked like a porn like old yeah, that's porn. not in the book. It's, okay, because uh, I was gonna yeah, say like that's like stuff. how that, much that, of like that scene is not in the book. But how how much of the uh, you know D- Dracula's powers of extreme horniness? Like how much was there in the book? There isn't really anything like <laughs> so. Like there's a power of hypnotism. Okay, because it was just horniness in this Which, movie. Yeah. There's yeah. so much like, <laughs> so I'm, like much I'm like Coppola. Coppola, do you, do you have a thing? It's like that the you first wanna... season of Game of Thrones. They're like. This is fantasy, and nobody will take it seriously unless we put in boobs and mm. sex. I just wanted somebody to dress that eighteen-year-old <laughs> for a change. I don't. I don't agree. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna cry? Are you, are you gonna they cry? can literally die. No, a this person has walked into our our world that is so uh, uptight and controlled by social. Uh, rules of of proper British behavior and revealing these concepts of sexual uh, of sexual desires, it's so inappropriate. It's we're we're proper British people and so uncomfortable with it. Well, it, and I what, think that that really wasn't established works. though because yeah. when Mina's like typing on her typewriter and she accidentally opens the book, like it's a it's yeah. like instantly there. So it's like every scene, but it's a but- deep secret that. She should she's not a, be reading that book, and yeah. also she's like, "Ew, gross boners." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But but, but it takes Dracula to walk in to allow them to start exploring yeah. that, to and your, it makes them really uncomfortable. To your point about it being a fever dream, I will give you this: is that the porno on the screen didn't happen until he starts wooing her? Yeah, mm-hmm. the shot before it. There's a couple shots before it that are just like camera tricks where it's like one person, two people turn into one person just from a cut. And then the shot after that was actually the historical shot of the train coming towards the camera. Yeah. That was like Mm -hmm. one of the first things Mm -hmm. filmed. And then when he starts wooing her is when it turns into a porn. So if if you go on on the idea that like Coppola is like, you know, it's a fever dream, it could be motivated because that's. Yeah. And, and what more, he was doing at the moment, I guess. More on that. Like the first scene where we see Dracula is kind of like a weird werewolf where he first bites Nina. Like the way they stage that is referencing old paintings of oh, yeah. um, like the women that were fainted and like they'd have a demon on their chest. Yeah. So like it's like fever dream and like these. I like, told nightmares because nightmares yeah, were exactly. believed to have been like actual demons that would sit on you. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what they're referencing, I think. Like Dracula's presence is just like warping the reality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, there's and, fever and, dream things about it that I like. You know, yeah. like I like the point of view. I know it's not a werewolf, but the werewolf point of view cam. And I even yeah. like how. They must have like sped up the shutter because it looks kind of jumpy. Wait, was it a werewolf? Mirrors the 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 feeling you would get watching film for the first time in whatever eighteen ninety or what it was. No, not that. When he is the werewolf and like there was like POV like shots, yeah, but it's like jumpy and it almost looks like jump cutty, like you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked that, but yeah, I don't know if he's a werewolf. The first couple times I saw him, I don't understand this. He is 
he's a vampire which changes shape into different animals. Mm-hmm. That's never established, though. I, it establishes because you just saw it. Like it, it's, but he, it's nobody a, has to come on screen and say, "Hey, he can turn into a wolf." No, no, no. The fact that you <laughs> see him turn into a wolf, he didn't turn into different yeah, animals. I don't think he we turned ever... into the same animal. A wolf, a bat, a rats, a, a mist. Bat. We saw those things. Is mist happen. an animal? <laughs> <laughs> did he turn into rats, or did he trade places with an equal amount? Of, of rats. rats. <laughs> Would you rather fight a rat-sized Dracula or a hundred Dracula-sized rats? <laughs> or no? Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. One of those Definitely is the rat-sized Dracula. <laughs> One thing about the fever dream is like, I feel like this film was exhausting to watch because it was just constantly mm-hmm. like that. Like, I felt like there, were, there, were, there needed to be some scenes where like, you can actually like just kind of sit and like soak in all the information you got, and then like it oh, just so I that it, I, it would I disagree. Have more you should be under threat of I can't think straight until we neutralize this threat. That's how you should feel, and there is no rest until she finally cuts his head off. Mm. But we don't even get to see the rest. It just well. cuts to credits. It's just like, let's look at this painting. Do, do you, you want to see anything after there's no more yeah, Dracula? Yeah, I like, mean, that, see- that's my complaint with Star Trek Voyager, by the way. <gasps> <gasps> I wanted to see her kill herself, to be quite honest. That's but, what I wanted. But she, because she killed Dracula, she, she wasn't was cool. going to be a vampire anymore. But she loved him and she wanted to oh. spend the rest of her life with him. So, like, I wanted. Did she? I think she did. Or was that the the hypnosis power? See, that wasn't I disagree clear about that. Yeah. I think she very truly strongly loved him and is the reincarnation of his wife. Mm. Because when she's separated from him by continent, like by, you know, the, far yeah, away, the of the she movie. says when she's marrying Keanu, she's like, I know now that I did really love him. And that's of her own will. She's not under any sort of... And know, I'm not thrall. debating you on that. I think it's interesting to think that there are two possible scenarios there, but I'm not saying you're wrong. And like, I don't know. She didn't know that she loved him until he started trying to woo her. Cause her first reaction to him was, I don't like you. And she was rude and like mean to him. So there is a little, she is Mina. (laughs) (laughs) There, there does leave a little bit of doubt of like, was that him? trying to like hypnotize her yeah but then when she's like far away from his reach of hypnotism she's the one that you know says that she does love him like if she didn't yeah she feels a little stockholmy though like (laughs) yeah it's very but that i think comes back to that thing i was saying in the beginning that the the real threat here that i mean if you're feeling the point of view of the men is that he is stealing our women and, and the way you put it is and so. There's this line that I love: "You, imp- your impotent men and their foolish spells cannot protect you from my power." <laughs> I think that's the core of this movie: that they are just destroyed by the fact that this foreigner comes in and hypnotizes the women and turns them against, and and they're going to lose the women, and they are impotent and they have no power to stop it. I love that about this. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> well, it's a creepy story. Good old xenophobia. 
What what is that? No, good old xenophobia because that was yeah. really big. Yeah, back yeah, yeah, then. absolutely. I mean, people are coming in. I don't know who they are. It is me. I am a foreigner. <laughs> I don't need the personality or even the word. I just <laughs> am here, and your women love me. Ah ah ah. One, two, three, cookie. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, can I pitch my movie idea? Yeah, yes. Sure. Oh, yes. So, Ash um, won't DP for it. Sorry. You're, uh, you're stuck with me. <laughs> well, I don't think Ash hates Dracula. I think no. she kind of dislikes this movie. I think Nosferatu, the original Nosferatu, is a better version of this. Same, yeah, same. Sorry. You, you but, can't judge the Dracula story. The Dracula yeah. story is too big to be judged by this one movie. Yeah. And if you kind of like Dracula, there are versions of Dracula that can be recommended for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my film idea is called Demeter. Demeter. After the boat. The boat. It's all the boat. Oh, nice. That's the whole story. Because you've got this ship where they So it's, got, it's been, like Alien. Yeah. It's, 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 exact, is alien. it's exactly yeah. it is, Alien. Absolutely. They're contracted by these gypsies. I'm on board. <laughs> who, who need to... The, they these gypsies have contracted them to transport just just boxes of dirt to England, mm-hmm. and little by little, like they disappear. You know, a, a crewman disappears. Whatever mm-hmm. you know, did he desert before we left, or you know? And then more crewmen are disappearing, and there's one like the first lieutenant kind of takes it upon himself to be like, there is something happening here, and he starts to suspect this and. Little by mm-hmm. little, the the way it, I think you'll have because it's been a while since I've read the book. You'll have to refresh me on this, but a ship crashes on, in the harbor in England with I think it's the first lieutenant tied. It's to no, the it, wheel. no, it's the captain. The uh, yeah, there's no lieutenant. It's the first mate who. That's the same thing. First lieutenant yeah, is the first. Yeah. Mate. So the first mate he wants. Like he's like certain that there's something on the boat and he wants to go fight it or like mm-hmm. find it. And, and the captain's like, no, it's fine. Like, like, like obviously something's wrong, but like, like don't get crazy to like, don't go off. Cause you don't want to get killed yourself. And yeah. like, they have to confront him. But yeah, the, the captain straps himself to the wheel. And so when the, I think it like, like comes aground somewhere and like, it doesn't crash onto the shore, but, um, and they're just like, what the heck happened here? So the movie ends with the ship crashing with the captain tied to the wheel. Wow. So you just take these like 10 pages out of the book and yeah. that's the movie that I want to make. It'd be very, I, I, I would definitely watch that. Cause that would be, I mean, I love alien. So yeah. And I like vampires. Can I pitch another movie to you? Okay. This movie modern day, but imagine those letters as text messages, uh, Sherlock style. You should watch a film called Dracula 2000, <laughs> which is way, way better mm-hmm. than it has any right to be. Really? It's a damn good movie. Gerard oh. Butler is Dracula. Oh. And it's the first time we've seen Gerard Butler because this was in the year 2000. Like, <laughs> But he's so good. Okay. Yeah. And then a movie you shouldn't watch, well, you can, is called Dracula 3000, and that's in space. <laughs> so instead of, yes. instead of trans- going from Transylvania to England, they're transporting him from England to New Orleans. Hmm. And it's so the right location for this story. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, if the, if the letters and whatnot were well, handled, sure. like, like, that modern day style. I think that'd be interesting. 
an interesting way to incorporate it. I think that Stephen Moffat's next thing might be. Oh God, don't remind me. Is am I right? Stephen Moffat's next thing is Dracula. God, I yeah. forgot, and I was I, happy, so and now I'm sad. You're gonna get it. I guess so. Stephen Moffat is making Dracula. Damn, uh, is it gonna be modern or is it gonna be? No one knows I don't yet. Know. And I'm mm. not excited about that. I'm kind of into it. I am so frustrated with Moffat. He well, ran- he really ran out of steam that last season of Doctor Who. Uh, that's a, that's another discussion. <laughs> oh, he had. Or you're not going to say he never had steam because he had. No, no, steam. no, 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 no. He was awesome. He's for great a very at setting up things. I think he Lucased it. He doesn't know how to resolve things. Like none of, like even, like especially with Doctor Who. Like I had to stop with Doctor Who because I just kept being so frustrated. Like everything was like a teaser for something that's coming up next, but nothing was ever really resolved. My biggest Moffat problem is he, I think I've said this before, maybe on the show is he confuses randomness Mm -hmm. with plot twists. Right. Right. He also throws too many ideas. Like I have a good idea. I have another good idea. I have a third good idea. Let's put them all in one episode. But it's like, wouldn't you like to have three episodes out of those ideas, Steve? Like why you got to jam all in one episode? No. Yeah, and it, but and he does that with his plot resolutions. Is, yeah. yeah, you know, like what are we going to do right now? And he's like, uh, "Well, here's a thing I haven't mentioned before that I just happened to have in my pocket, and that'll get us out of this right now." Ah! That or and, like, if you just believe, the evil will go away. <laughs> <laughs> like, just but, literally an episode that ends like that, and like. Uh. But that first year <laughs> with eleven worked. It worked. There was a time when his craziness worked, and I think he ran out of steam. Well, it could also be like the, in my opinion, the family guy effect where he's maybe not like Seth was pulled off a family guy to start American dad. And in my opinion, that season of family guy is where it started to go downhill. Cause he wasn't mm. directly. No, like, I no, think no, it's, no, it's, the, it's the Lucas problem. I think he, <laughs> he had uh, plenty of people around to balance out his crazy and rein in his story. And then those became really popular episodes. So he was just surrounded stories. by yes men. And then he was surrounded by yes men who just Nobody let him do whatever he wanted. That's what yeah. happened That's with the idea. Hobbit. Cause like, I think some other stuff happened with the Hobbit. Well, I think stuff happened with the Hobbit. I think but Peter also, Jackson was tired and never wanted to make those movies. But then I think he wanted to make those movies. Oh, you mean the Hobbit movies? Yeah. He wanted to make Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. He did not really want to make Hobbit. GoPro gotcha. barrels. Yeah, I think yeah. he was tired and just wanted to get the job done. Well, but well, yeah, we I guess we Peter? got off on a Stephen Moffat tangent. But that is, I mean, if he is in fact doing Dracula as his next thing, that is relevant. And I'll go it would, see it with you. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to see a modern... I think he's going to do it not in theaters. I think it's going to be like Sherlock. Yeah, it's going to be a series. Oh. See, that was... I was thinking the other thing is like, I think a major story problem with this as a movie in general is that it's it's too much. It's too much. It would film. definitely be good for like a well, miniseries. Careful. You're playing with fire there. Because they made a TV show, Dracula, uh-huh. a, a Which few one? years ago. Um <laughs> The, the NBC one? Yeah. And dear God, it was awful. It's terrible. And I it love so it. But, but <laughs> Who, My, who's, who's the actor? Oh, God. It's that one guy from The Tudors. Jonathan Reese yeah. Myers. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I totally want to watch Not, not a horrible know. choice, but 
Yeah, it's very so far bad. removed from the actual story, but it has my favorite Renfield because he's a giant teddy bear. And he's precious. Is it period? <laughs> is it of the period up. or is it modern? Yeah, it's of it's the period. period. It has yes. like a similar vibe to like the Prestige. Like he's obsessed with like electricity and stuff. Like that's why. Huh. That's what like Dracula's trying to do. Like yeah. in the books or in this? In show? in the show, like in the in the books, like he is like intrigued by science and like alchemy and stuff, and like of course that's completely stripped away. He's like, no, he got to be a sexy, sexy vampire hitting all the ladies. I thought I it. think that's why I like Nosferatu is because he's never he's, sexy in exactly. that movie. Like, like Nosferatu is probably like the closest depiction to what the what Dracula actually hmm. looks like in the book because mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be like this good looking guy. Yeah, he's supposed to be like. Really, yeah. That's a weird Renfield. He's a precious Renfield. <laughs> I mean, he's adorable. It's so far removed from the Dracula story that I can like. It, yeah, it's terrible, but mm. it has its moments. But my point more is that like it's sort of like what you said, Nick. Where there's sections that you could take that could be their own film. Yeah. You know, like which could work and is in the Stephen Moffat. Sherlock model. Yeah. If you do three two hour episodes yeah. with this, there's exactly. Because, like, the whole him coming to London and all that could be its own story. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then there's the book, yeah, and have then like, there's before. Like, first one would be like, what happens to Jonathan at the castle? And mm-hmm. then, like, everything building up. I mean, you up. could even have so, four. You could tell his origin story, too. So, the I mean, words I'm hearing, where's your hearing? I thought you want more Dracula. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I adore vampires and I adore the story of Dracula. And like I said, I, I love Nosferatu. I've seen other versions of Dracula. It's just, I don't like the way this was executed. Same. That's what I don't like. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody here saying that they don't like Dracula. Yeah. That's no, no, no. still a gold standard for it's a great story. It's just a stylistic difference of opinion. Like really. I used to, like before I read the book, like I kind of avoided Dracula media because it's not my jam. Like I, it's always just like, oh, here's Dracula being sexy and like, like wooing woman. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess it's kind of been overdone. And then actually reading the book, I'm like, oh, like the book's not even about that. It's about like all these other crazy stuff. And like Mina's a badass. Mina's <laughs> such a badass in the book, and it makes me so mad that no one ever told me that because I would have read the book so long ago because. Like, without her, like, they wouldn't have been able to defeat him. I think this is something you talked about in the beginning, Nick, how, like, the scariest monster is this monster that looks human and lures our, steals our women. (laughs) But uh, I kept thinking, like, you know, I like that. I do like that uh, idea. And I kept thinking how it's also really similar to one of my favorite films, Labyrinth is you have this goblin king who's trying to lure this young woman away and, you know, with his sexy ways. And yeah. it's it's uh, an intriguing story because I think it's thrilling and exciting because you're kind of like, as a viewer, you're like, oh, I kind of want to see them bone down, but also <laughs> I don't want her to die. <laughs> what I like here that Labyrinth doesn't have, though, is you've actually got three strong men made impotent by this and just Mm. feeling that hopelessness of like, Oh, we've got to kill this foreigner because he's stealing our women. (laughs) I love that hopelessness of that. Hashtag stealing our women. I know that's a, that's a cliche xenophobic thing, but it's like, 
that is made real by this story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really love the desperation of that. It just felt to me like, at least until the second half, but the first half just felt to me like three dudes who are hoping that she'll change their mind and marry them instead. Like that was played pretty goofy in this. Yeah. Really weird. It was like, are, do you really care or are you just hoping watch some, what is your pride and prejudice and Mm -hmm. this and that and sense and sensibility and whatever it's, it's all this time period is all that, you know, five guys trying to get this one girl. But even the book, like three girls, like Stuart kind of like, lingers around because he like he is the doctor but the other guy kind of just like disappears for a bit and then he comes back to help defeat dracula like they're not all like hanging around like oh maybe she'll change her mind it's like oh she made up her mind okay Mm -hmm. all right well she's sick now i i think i'm gonna help take care of her all right oh i need help i need help Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go get this guy that i learned from yeah i mean if you've ever been the nerdy guy who had the the cool asshole roll in and hook up with the girl that you like, you know, <laughs> there's some resonance in the story for that. Yeah. All right. So that's Dracula, you guys. <laughs> um, so what, what are our final thoughts? I think it's like, it's kind of almost transparent here, but <laughs> I feel like I could go around and nail your final thoughts, except Brett. Where yeah. Are Brett's, you, where are you coming from? Press the wild card. What's in your heart? <laughs> um, Look into your heart. So. And into your wife's eyes. This was a pretty Don't good movie. Don't be hypnotized. Yes! Hell yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty good movie, We can guys. stay married. I, it, <laughs> <laughs> Brett, you and I can stay married, too. You can be my wingman anytime. This got real um, weird. It's funny, because we're actually, like, divided, like, literally. Like, you guys are on that side of the room, and me and Ash are <laughs> And it's, it's a good movie carried entirely on the shoulders of Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Gary Oldman does Anthony. an amazing... I'm not. I'm not gonna be there with you on. on yeah, um, that's too bad. I think he's Mr. He's doing some interesting stuff here. Uh, I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, interesting is definitely a word I wouldn't use to yeah. describe There's it. There's darkness in this world, and there are lights, and you are one of the lights. Creepy. Yeah, he's I a like little it. weird and creepy, yeah. but man, I love what he's doing here. I love it too. But it's and, like, oh, by the way, I want to. Uh, sorry. I'm going to let you finish, but... I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) You know how sometimes I quote movies and nobody knows what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, like, sometimes I don't even realize it until I've seen it. Sometimes I say, yeah. Yeah. And I never realize, like, (laughs) I I got that from Anthony Hopkins in this movie. Not German people? But just the way he's like, oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's... You mean, yeah. It's interesting, because it's this weird thing where anthony hopkins i think was doing a good job but there was this other element of just fucking insanity that gary oldman brought to the table and then an equal and opposite lack of anything credible at all from keanu reeves that that anthony hopkins is like good performance just kind of misses like it falls flat in in this world where the spectrum yeah like he's just in the middle he's completely average in the spectrum of acting in this movie (laughs) (laughs) no that's carrie always yeah yeah carrie always is just doing a good job and you don't even notice it he looked like (laughs) his character from from uh princess bride doing 
like in a disguise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was a dread pirate. Robert. No, 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 no. He was like it's <laughs> like the mid stage between. Um, Princess Bride and uh, what Ella Enchanted because he's the bad guy. <gasps> yes. It was like it was like the midpoint because he started getting the mustache, but his hair wasn't dark yet, and he hadn't gained the weight yet. Oh, no. good night, Dracula. <laughs> I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> as you wish. But yeah, so good, good movie. Where's though. that movie? It was just, <laughs> if if you're on board with the camp, and some of us were not, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're on board with the camp, it's it's rad. Uh, if you were looking for a more serious tale than yeah it was it kind of that, that did not stand up that. yeah yeah so anyway that's my thing i liked it well i'll i'll throw my final thoughts in and then let everybody else you hated it <laughs> i i i loved it i think it fulfilled exactly what i expected of it and the the music is just so like we didn't even talk about how great this music is i love it that opening scene yeah. With the score oh. over it, played in silhouette. Yeah, you know, like the 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 whatever that is, the setting sun silhouetting this battle scene. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it we didn't great. even talk about. And then they did it kind of again when the theater, as right projected sh- shadows. But those ones yeah. were clearly puppets. Yeah, but it was like it was a mirror of what we it, saw. It, yeah. it was Love great. It. We didn't even talk about the fact, Brett. That there was hardly any yellow in this film. God, I was so wrong about that. <laughs> there was lots of red, though. There was one scene that was like, hey, this is very yellow. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so I was super wrong. Uh, literally, but I think spiritually, there, oh there, there is... <laughs> this film just wow. has a yellow aura around it. No, I think <laughs> more, more than a lot of other movies we watched... This movie was one color, and I had the wrong color there. Yeah, but the, it I'll was just, just admit you took so, a shot in the dark and you were wrong and it, move on. It was so fucking red though. It the was whole red, time. Yeah. And, and how about his his armor in the beginning? That was oh, just like muscle. his armor was yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. actually, I want to I want to pause your final thoughts to talk about the impeccable costume design in this movie. Yeah, it's great. So like. His armor looked like muscles and tendons and like... With a little bat head. With a, <laughs> it was creepy. It's not that little. But... Oh, that's why his hair looks like boobs. Because it was like his helmet. Yeah. But so later on when Mina starts to like Dracula... Her costume had yeah. that pattern on yeah. it. Not not mm. the not the waistcoat, but the cloth yes. under it. Yeah, mirrored the cloth under his, which was the uh, shape of muscle. Yeah, and and it, Brie, you were talking about how green is her color, and I didn't notice it until you said that. It was mm-hmm. me actually. You said that. Yeah, okay. she said. Uh, then I pointed out what. It was appropriate for the time period. It's appropriate for the time period, but also she'd be dead. <laughs> oh yeah. But it was like a green version of that muscle. Yeah. Cloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting so that great. he was a green mist. Yeah. Mm. Oh. And then the only time she like changed color was when there was that scene where she's remembering. I took it as she was remembering her yeah, past Yeah, all the way life. up until that point. Yeah. Like, and then she was green. Red. And then she started wearing red. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's been turned. I did air quotes. <laughs> Which is funny they did that because that whole like Mina being the wife in the past, that's not in the book. No. And that's not in any other version. It's actually like. But it is in The Mummy. Yeah. Anaxuna Moon. Oh, yeah. Is that same thing. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that Francis Ford Coppola is doing 
the mummy, which was a different version of Dracula and taking cues Well, there's from a that. version, uh, I think it's the Frank Langella, uh, I'm butchering his last name. No, that's, that's it. Okay. Frank Langella. Um, and it's an awesome movie. They, I think that's the film that introduced the whole wife. Oh, uh, okay. And so it's like there, there, I've seen that one. Yeah. And then, uh, there's like a book that made all the connect, like, cause Bram was inspired by Vlad the Imperialer for like, okay. it's never spe- like specified in the book. Like, it just says he was a great fighter. He fought the Turks in the war and stuff like that. But he's right. never like, it's Vlad the Impaler. Um, but these guys wrote a book and they connected those dots. Like, oh, look, it's Vlad the Impaler. It's Dracula. It's like, yeah. no, Vlad but nah. But that's just gained steam. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Dracula's Vlad the Impaler. It's like, not really, but uh, okay, yeah. whatever. See, so, yeah, I I I love that you jumped in on that, Sam, because yeah, that's the costume was on point, the the music was on point. I love the surreal fever dream tone of this movie. Mm-hmm. Completely on board. That's how I feel. Yep. So Sam, let's let's go to you next then. I still love this movie and I get why it feels weird, but I appreciate it for the tone that it sets and I love the world that it creates. Like it's a world that I want to go back into and keep watching every year. (laughs) This was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Could have been Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Kind of Brian Fuller's Dracula. Wait, who's Brian Fuller? Uh, Pushing Daisies, Hannibal. Amazing director. Yeah. Like it kind of feels like Brian Fuller's Dracula. I guess. A little bit. All right. So Ash, what do you got? Um, I think there's, I do think there's a lot in this movie that's good. You know, I think that there's a lot to like, and I do like the Dracula story. Um, and I like, you know, some of the filmmaking decisions, but it just, I don't really feel that way where I like the world and I want to continue being in the world that they built. Like, I don't. I'm not really, it's not really my cup of tea. And I feel like I really like, like one thing I really liked in this movie, but I can't even give this movie credit for it because they did it in the original Nosferatu is I love the work with the shadows that they did. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't give this movie that credit because he's just stealing what they did in the original Nosferatu. So, you know, I think there's like, I'm, I think Coppola did do it better. You know, like I, I think he did it in ways that, they didn't have the ability to do. Could you say that he needed to because that's been built as a characteristic of this story? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I thought he had even more creative ways of using it, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and I did like that. And and there's, I think there's lots of things to like about the movie, but I just found the only thing I found interesting in the film story-wise is this idea that these two are lovers who have been apart for centuries and that he did this to revenge her. And now that he's finally with her again, he realizes that he's turned into this monster and can never, can never really be with her. And even says, you know, he's like, I don't want to transfer you, transform you into a vampire because I don't want, you know, I love you too much to do that to you. And so like, 
the love story is the thing that I found interesting. I don't really care for any of the other characters. You might like the mummy. I do like the mummy. (laughs) No, I mean the original, the 1930s, the uh, Boris Karloff mummy. Okay. It's got all that stuff you're describing. One thing that that relates to your point Uh at the end there, because I was like watching this and I was like, I mean, yeah, Gary Oldman looks old as shit when when he's not like, you know, making himself look young. Mm -hmm. Like. I didn't really catch many of the other downsides of being a vampire. Yeah, right. And so he's like, I don't want to do this to you. I was like, well, why not? <laughs> like, <laughs> so wow. You just like- bought 10 houses. Like, what's <laughs> up, dude? See, also Twilight. Yeah. Well, I think they just don't really go into that. But I mean, sorry to keep bringing it up, but let the right one in. Like, definitely goes into this. the... It goes it's into so the, fucking good. It's gonna stick with you forever. Mm. Like it goes into. Have the you seen both versions of it? I've only seen the Swedish. Okay, version. so you yeah. recommend the Swedish one? <laughs> That's yeah. the one the vampire. <laughs> wow, it may not be Swedish. I don't know. <laughs> no, I've it is. Swedish. It is. Yeah. Okay, but like that really goes into the horrors. Yeah, it's like the fucking realist movie, uh, but like that's cool, relatable in a human way. Yeah, that's one of the things like why I gravitate toward vampire, like, like that's why I make my comic because like yeah, like like the the sexy vampire thing has been so done to death. It's just like there's so there's I I talk about this all the time with my friends who also have like comments uh, comics that have vampires in them. It's, there's just so many themes you can explore with vampirism, like with like you live forever. You can't like enjoy certain things that humans can. Always mm-hmm. be on that on the outside and mm-hmm. grief, all the like like morals and stuff. Like figuring out like everyone like, you know does it yeah die? Do, do I just and... like indulge like what mm-hmm. I want or do I try to be good? So there's just so much you can do with and these kind of characters, but when we when we watched Blade Runner, we talked about how great rules are in science fiction. Yeah, and vampires have rich, beautiful rules. And you know, one that I love is Thirty Days of Night. It takes that yeah. that awesome rule of well, they can't come out during the day, so they're going to go to Alaska. Yeah, where they get thirty days of night, mm. and that is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that's a great movie, too. That is a very good movie. Is that the name of the movie? 30 Days of Night? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, I loved... I love this love story of them like falling in love. And those were the dream states that I liked the most. Mm -hmm. And, and I found that every time we would cut back to these three guys that I really don't care about because I really don't know much about them except for the stereotype of that they were playing. Um, I just was bored and Anthony Hopkins was boring to me. That hurts. And I didn't think that, you know, I wanted less of them and more of the other story. And that's why I said I really wanted to see her kill herself in the end or throw herself off the thing again because I wanted to see, like, her love for him. She loves him so much that she released him from this because she knew she had to, but she still wants to be with him. And so she kills herself so that they can still be Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's Romeo and Juliet, but I just felt like that was, that was right for her character. That's what her character would have done, you know, cause she loves him. Fucking did that. 
before. Yeah, she did it before and she loves him and she wants to be with him forever. And so that's the story I would want to see more of. I didn't really care for the stylistic decisions in this film, but like I said, I did think that there were good stuff in it. I'm going to come absolutely clean though. I thought we were watching Interview with a Vampire. This is not even (laughs) the film (laughs) I thought we were watching. I have seen this film before. But um, now I'm just kind of bummed I didn't see Interview with a Vampire. I do want to watch Interview with a Vampire because there's some great stuff in that too. It's really good. I have not seen it. (gasps) Oh, then I'm not going to say some stuff I was about to say. Oh man, Sam, I think you, I don't know. You might like it. it better, to be honest. I think you really like it. Uh-huh. All right. You know, I got to I got to defend my boy Tony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> what about that scene where right after they took down um Lucy and they're having like, "Okay, everybody eat this gross bloody meat." And he says like, "At any time, did you taste of their blood?" And Keanu says, "No." And he looks at him and he just kills this gigantic mug of beer in one gulp. <laughs> no? <laughs> like that was a great character thing. I, I, it was, it wasn't those earlier performances that bothered me. It's his like slow slip into madness as the film mm. went on. Yeah. That, like, that was weird. I didn't it was a little over the top. understand the motivation behind it. And it didn't seem like the character he was in the first half of the film that I was like, all of a sudden he's like this crazy old man. And I was like, why? Well, like, I don't get it. I kind of took that as, like, he was a, a man that had this whole theory about vampires that hadn't been proven yet. And then he suddenly, like, got proof that all of his ideas that he had in his head were actual And he's off truth. the chain. Yeah, now. he was, like, yeah. postulating the theory of vampires. And then, like, oh, this town's kind of weird. fucking right! <laughs> which i think is like cool and i could see that but like where it went over the top is when he's like grabbing this dead lady's fiance and saying that she would become the whore of the yeah. satan and humping him and i was like that's just a little yeah that was far. really that was nah it was a little bit of a yin yang with dracula and I have to wonder if if Tony is on set watching Gary Oldman work, and he's like, "Oh fuck you, <laughs> watch me." Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did kind of feel like like he was trying to steal the show or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Anthony Hopkins. Goddammit, <laughs> yeah. he's not my favorite. He was Van Helsing, right? Mm-hmm. He's not my favorite Helsing oh, at God. all. Don't talk about Hugh Jackman. Was that Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Peter Cushing. <laughs> yeah, I'm Peter Cushing, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other. Was it Hugh Jackman that was like the young Van Helsing? Yeah. And it's like, well, that's in the oh, movie Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that movie, though, it is had a, actually pretty good. It had a great first reel, but I was not down with young Van Helsing vampire hunting. I just lo- I liked that idea, though, like seeing Van Helsing younger, you know, and I, I don't know. I just, I think there's some good things in that movie there were some fun. good things in that movie yeah alright Brie take <laughs> us home uh, I don't think you like this movie I loved it it was my favorite no it, yeah very much not my <laughs> cup of tea either um god like especially since like especially since I just read the book like so many of the things that I loved in the book weren't even in the movie. And mm. 
Like I hate to compare the book and the movie. So no, just looking, just if, looking at the if movie you make itself, a movie called Bram Stoker's Dracula, you are inviting those comparisons. Yeah. So you yeah. have the right. Um, but like as a, like the movie itself, like the style definitely got fatiguing after a while for me. Um, like some of like how the information was patchworked together didn't hold up really. I mean, I mean, I already said all the things that kind of bugged me. Um, but yeah, it, it's not your favorite. It's not my favorite. I like, I, I'm in the same camp. Like I love Nosferatu. Like, so good. Ugh. Like, even though like people are like, it, put, it puts me to sleep. It's so slow. I'm like, dude, it's awesome. Yeah, I, and it tells the story without the letters, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. I don't think I've seen the diaries in any other version. Okay. Yeah. Like, the Bella Lugosi version is fantastic. It doesn't yeah. have that. It also feels very slow today, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. I think I'm just, I'm more, I'm used to, like, slower pacing. So, like, when it comes to, like, movies especially movies that have like a lot of stuff happening and you want to figure things out like i like when a movie lets like lets you breathe and think for a bit like just try to put the pieces together yourself and figure it out whereas this movie you should like, watch blade runner <laughs> i've seen blade runner that's nah, nah. <laughs> too slow too much time so all of these <laughs> concepts you talk of the rich lore and and the rules and the the storytelling potential of the vampire you're playing these concepts for comedy in patrick the vampire is that the idea i mean I it's read not it it's not all comedy it's okay uh it's it's disguised as a comedy like you go in you go for the comedy you, you come in you're like oh death. this is gonna be a fun silly story about a vampire who makes sweaters and whatnot um but no there's a lot of a little, this is like a little drama side. There's a. Is this the BoJack Horseman of vampire stories? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, actually, it is like like there is a scene where like he is like kind of wrought with like grief. He ends up like actually drinking. Like he mixes alcohol in his blood, and like being a vampire, like blood is immediately absorbed into his system. He gets drunk immediately and gets sick, mm. and then he ends up like going back to some old letters from someone and ends up going to a flashback to his past and like kind of setting up like where he's actually like not so much where he's coming from, but like it goes to where he first started to try to get into human society, like be a good person, but also like the struggle of like, I want to kill everyone I meet. So. (laughs) Okay. And so you've, published a collection of this as the first volume yeah, in a so series I, of books. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a web comic. Um, I've only printed one volume of it so far when it's completed, it'll be three books. Okay. Um, where do we buy this first volume? Uh, I have a store envy. It's uh, vampires N whimsy, um, dot store Um, you, I have a link to it. Uh, my website, which is same vampires and whimsy.com has all the links to my work um the comic my comic patrick the vampire and and my store um i just wrapped up i just i just got pictures of some pins i kick-started like a couple months ago 
um, that are vampire related. Um, there, it's a protect yourself from vampire series. So there's a stake, a garlic clove, some hawthorn, and then uh, millet seed little bundles. Um, so those will be. I'll be sending those out to the Kickstarter backers once I get those, and then I'll be putting those up on my shop once. I'm all done with that. Yeah, and you That's do the awesome. the cons once in a while. I do the cons once in a while. I don't have any more lined up for this year, but um, probably going to be doing WonderCon um, in Anaheim, California, next March. Thanks. Um, and then the weekend right after that, I am um, doing Emerald City Comic Con for the first time. Wow. I'm excited about that. Um, probably Those are both growing a lot. Yeah, they're pretty big they're cons. Pretty big. Yeah. Um, doing Boston Comic Con next year. That's in July, early June. No, no, it's in August. I don't know. And then I'll Sometime. probably be going up to Van Calf or in Vancouver, which is in May. So cool. So comp- you're busy. I'm busy. I travel a lot. It's weird. Patrick's getting some attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good comic, and you have some like pretty high quality merch to go with it. <laughs> So it's a, it seems like a cool a cool deal you got going. Yeah. And though I haven't read the book yet, the art looks fantastic. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us and bringing your your vampire knowledge yeah. to our little thank podcast. Thank you for letting me crash your podcast <laughs> <laughs> and hate on the movie that you love. It's like it's like yeah, let me let me be on this podcast. Ha, ah, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's kind of the point of the podcast. Yeah. Like. It's okay when the movie sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like The Substitute. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm what? I'm so glad that Brett suggested that movie because it completely took the heat off of me for Legend. You know what, though? <laughs> That's right. You were the original. <laughs> I was the OG Brett. Mm-hmm. The Substitute's a great movie. Didn't I don't know what you're talking about. At least mine had Tim Curry. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, if you like the show, this is part of Last Dash TV Network of Content. It's uh, this podcast and a YouTube channel where we've got a drinking show and a cooking show and video game parodies and other things. Other things, yes. And um, and since it's Halloween, hopefully by now, most likely by now, <laughs> we will have a re- released our special Let's Drinks Uh, A four-part series where we do Stranger Things cocktails, and we actually make them. Um, Unfortunately, Brett's not on that one. But do check it out. It's super fun. We make drinks with activated charcoal and uh, gummy worms and jello and all sorts of fun kiwi and fun creepy crawly things we so we record these episodes kind of in advance it's still september and (laughs) you know like you said two episodes in a row that you're gonna release these things yes i hope brett's gonna have to edit this out. i'm gonna have to like do some some fucking retconning like go back and no he'll be there all right um (laughs) besides youtube you can also check us out on twitter we're at Laughstash TV on Twitter, or you can check out this podcast, which is at Let's Rewatch on Twitter, where we do fun things like we do polls where you guys can choose the movie, or we tweet like I tweeted pictures, like a still of this movie to see if people can guess what the movie was. And Christopher Taylor 
guest Bram Stoker's Dracula first. Congratulations, Christopher. You are first. And then <laughs> Lindsay Kristen, Christine uh, guest as well. But um, she wasn't first. She wasn't first, though. She wasn't Just first. so you know. Sorry. Um, and, and then um, uh, Josh Kramer guest. Uh, oh, wait. No, not Josh Kramer. I'm sorry. Um, Stephen that Batman. That guy was way off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Steve, he thought this was Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I don't know so, what he was saying. Well, Steve Batman said Bridget Jones' diary. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Sounds accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good job, guys. And if you liked our podcast, please give us a glowing, beautiful review on iTunes or Google Play Music and share us with your friends and family. Like and a Dracula please. disease. Just keep spreading it And I'm it on around. Twitter too, Breebird33. Um, that's pretty much me everywhere. Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Breebird33. I link things. You can see art. Vampires. More vampires. <laughs> and to make sure to update your podcast feed... For more, let's rewatch in two weeks. Two weeks, one, two weeks. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> next time, we're going to watch Nuts. <laughs> <laughs>